Good morning. I was remembering when I was in ministerial school, I was in this one class on world religions, and we had to pick two religions and go to a service at this, whatever the center was, and interview the leader of this congregation. One of the faiths that I picked was Judaism. And I went to interview Rabbi Slater, who was serving in Sonoma County at the time. And somewhere in our conversation, he offered the creation story in the Judaic teaching. And what I remember of this story is he talked about how at the beginning of the universe, before there was form, that all there was was light. And that light became more and more and more and more contracted until it was a fierce ball of light, until it blew apart. And the shards and the shatters and the particles of light became our universe. And that ever since that time, every particle has been yearning to come home to that original light, to that wholeness of being. Our topic this morning is the longing to belong. And from what I understand of this teaching, our practice really is, the reason we come to our centers is to come home to that understanding, that experience, that we are that wholeness. As the song Chris sang this morning, the one light, the one consciousness is shining and loving through all of us. I just thought just now to add something that happened in the middle of the night last night because it was so disturbing and yet opening for me. I was awakened by the sound of two men screaming at the top of their lungs somewhere near my home. Couldn't understand what was happening. And there was one voice in particular that was doing most of the yelling. And I was aware of this anger, this rage being expressed. It must have been like three in the morning. And I've had experiences of noises in the night. And I've noticed being afraid and wondering what was going to happen. But what I noticed last night was this sound and this feel of human agony being expressed in this yelling. And what happened for me was not fear, but this opening of my heart. This recognition of that human agony that we might feel, and sometimes it may feel very large for people, sometimes it's just glimmers of fear or angst or worry. But it's a humanity that we all share. And so this morning I want to talk about that opening of our hearts because that's really what we are here to do is open our hearts and recognize what's always present and alive in us. I imagine most of you know that longing to belong. I know that one way to get a group of people to really show up and gather, this happened early on when Reverend Edward decided we needed to create 
a Wednesday service and we hadn't had a Wednesday service. So we started with just quiet time. We were sitting in meditation and we would pray. And not many people were showing up. And so we decided to assign themes. And the first theme was relationship and we packed the room. Because we all hunger to belong. Whether it's in our families, in our communities, whether it's in a relationship. I used to hear a lot from people in our center. They'd come to me and they'd talk about feeling left out of the inner circle or the cliques. They'd come to the center and they'd be in this crowd of people in the social hall. And they felt like the one person that was alone. Has anyone ever had that feeling? What I want to talk about this morning and what I think is the essence of our teaching is not the working this teaching to get what we want. In fact, Ernest Holmes, the founder of this teaching, said we're not here to create and get what we want. We're here to practice and come home to a spiritual truth that's always true. And in that coming home and standing in that ground and that resonance of what we are. In aligning our thoughts and our being and our activities in alignment with that spiritual truth. Our lives will shift. We often hear the words change your thinking, change your life. And I think there's this idea of all I need to do is change my thinking and I'll get what I want. But what Ernest Holmes actually said was, if you change your thinking, your life will change. It's a small shift in words. But what he's addressing is that when we change within, when we do those shifts, what shows up in our lives is different. Because what's showing up in us is different. We are opening our hearts to that recognition of the shared humanity and that shared light in that consciousness in which we all dwell. Ernest Holmes spoke in The Thing Called Life. Every longing and yearning you have ever had, every secret desire of your soul is a whispering of life assuring you That you are one with it. He's inviting us to know that we inherently belong. It's not about feeling like we belong. It's not about who shows up in our world. It's about recognizing a spiritual truth and allowing life to bring to us what is ours. I don't know about you, but when I'm focused on being alone and lonely and feeling apart, not belonging, I miss everything around me. I miss everyone. Do you know that experience? We just don't see the connections that are around. We have an idea and expectation about what it is that we need. We go into our prayers and our practice already knowing what we think God should be providing for us. This person at this time. I remember years ago going back to my family. And those of you who have ever heard me talk about my family, it wasn't 
a family I necessarily and easily felt like I belonged in. In fact, my entire community in the South was, felt, felt like a strange community. I grew up as a Pennsylvania Dutch child, unchurched in the Bible Belt in the South. My family, very conservative, very prejudiced, pretty closed, not wanting to touch or talk about feelings at all. They thought I was odd from the very beginning. And so I was going back to visit them, and I was aware of all of this, and I was really working from this place of, oh, okay, I can let them be who they are. That's not my problem. It's not my work. But I remember walking in the door and no sooner had I walked in the door than the barrage of comments started coming at me. My one sister telling me I was going to go to hell, that was a frequent conversation. <laughs> and I remember getting my feelings hurt, feeling isolated. I don't belong with these people. And I remember going into the room I was going to stay in. And I remember sitting down to pray and to sit and know spiritual truth, to find it. And my prayer sounded something like this. God, I don't even talk about the infinite intelligence of God, but that's where I was. God, I don't know what love looks like in this family. I don't know what connection looks like in this family. Show me. And what happened on this visit was shocking to me. No, we didn't circle up and sing Kumbaya together. <laughs> sharing and gushing love. But what happened is there were moments of people getting their feelings hurt because that seemed to be a frequent theme in my family because comments didn't just come to me. And I had opportunities to go sit one-on-one -on -one with different siblings in a way I had never sat with them before. To feel connection, to offer my love and feel them open to me in ways I had never experienced. Now, if I hadn't been paying attention and open, I would have missed that. Because it didn't look all sweet and gushy. It didn't look like that family that I would have preferred to have been grown up in, growing up in. But I recognized the shift, small shift. What Ernest Holmes is inviting us to is to shift. To recognize the spiritual truth that we do belong everywhere we are. Right now. Not listening to the stories in our head. Not looking to what the conditions are. Who's there in our lives and who's not. But right now you belong here. How do I know that? Because you're here. And you didn't put yourself here. Yes, you may have gotten up and dressed and driven yourself here. But we don't even hold ourselves in our bodies. 
we don't even hold ourselves on the earth. The great teachers and teachings speak the same words that the great physicists of today speak, that we really live as that etheric swirl of energy. This is the way Ernest Holmes described it. We are an integral part of this one creation. We are each a shard of that one light here to shine our unique light. And yet we're all made of the same stuff. I heard Neil Tyson deGrasse, the great physicist of today, talking about how we are not special because we're made of special ingredients. Ingredients. Now, I know that we like to feel special, unique. He said, we're not special because we're made out of something special. We're special because we're made out of the exact same ingredients as everything in the universe. We are so a part of life that we don't even recognize it. So our spiritual practice that is that stopping for just a moment and feeling this truth. Opening to this truth and allowing life to show us what is ours. What is always right before us. I remember hearing in a talk by Mother Teresa years ago. She said the greatest poverty in the United States wasn't food. The greatest poverty that she experienced was loneliness. We are a culture that lifts up individuals, the rugged individual, the lone wolf. We're here to make our mark on the world. To shine above everybody else. Now there's a goodness in recognizing your human worthiness and uniqueness. Because we all are shining uniquely. We all are offering something. Our own part of creation. But to recognize that the lone wolf doesn't survive. Because wolves work together as community. And humanity can only work as community. We are so interdependent on each other for our lives, we don't recognize it. Even the most uniquely individual person, self-sufficient, we are dependent on each other as we're dependent on the ground beneath us and the air that surrounds us. This is the oneness of life. We are like the droplets in a wave, in the waves on the ocean. All of it coming from one ocean, all of it being a part of the wholeness. And our mind is telling us something different. In my practice and in my work with myself and others, I realize that what we do in this culture is we listen to and believe our feelings. 
I'm feeling lonely. Look at the evidence of what's wrong in my life. I don't belong here. And yet, as Ernest Holmes is inviting us to our feelings, our desires, those yearnings aren't a call to look outward and express outward. They're a call to listen inwardly. What is the spiritual truth here? What is my heart and soul yearning to know right here? Can I open to that oneness of life, to that field of interconnected expression? Can I know that there is one breath, one consciousness that's living, expressing through all? This is the work of our spiritual practice. To be that belonging. To offer that belonging. As I heard these men screaming outside my apartment, all I could do was stop and pray and open my heart. When I first came up to Sonoma County... I remember going to Spring Lake for maybe the first time ever. And I love taking my walks and I love the quiet. I go early in the morning. I love being alone. I'm a, a solo walker mostly always. <laughs> People ask me to go walking because I walk so regularly. But I love my quiet time. And this particular morning... All of the sudden, there were literally thousands of people around me. I was overwhelmed and I was irritated. It's like, what are all these people doing out here on Saturday morning? And so I had to stop somebody and ask, what's happening here? And they talked to me about the human race. You know the human race that our volunteer center runs every year. It's a, a fundraiser for all the nonprofits. And so the next year, I signed up to participate. And for years, I participated supporting the nonprofits that I was serving at that time. And with that small shift, I went from feeling outside and bombarded and irritated to belonging. That's all. That tiny shift. We belong. We are here to serve and to shine that light. We're here to touch each other with our love, even if it's an opening of our hearts in prayer. Because it's that softening of our hearts that allows us to see and touch each other's humanity and see that greater truth of what we are. This is really what we're about here. I remember reading the words of Sigmund Freud years ago. And he was describing how infants come into the world with a sense of belonging and being merged with their mother in their environment. And how the natural individuation of the baby starts developing into, wait a minute, I'm separate from mom. I have my own body and my own life and my own thoughts and my own feelings. And then we become these rugged individuals. And he spoke of how we, as we evolve as human beings, at some point, there are people who start seeking and yearning to recognize their connection. 
And it's all a natural progression. We're wired in our brains to see separate. I heard a teacher say, it's like a prism with one white light shining through and breaking it up into the, the, all the colors. That our brain, when the one consciousness sees through it, we see the multiplicity of the universe. But it's really just one consciousness. So we're not, not participating as individuals. We're not trying to pretend that it's all one swirl and there's nothing to do. I'm not asking you to stop yearning and wanting a partner or wanting your parents or your relationship with your kids or your community to shift and heal. I'm just reminding you that when we shift inside and come back to that understanding and even that resonance of belonging right here in this moment, that life automatically shifts. It opens our heart. We are allowed to see and experience more. It's interesting to me that we make those shifts when we're around beauty. But we also make those shifts when we're around tragedy. I remember walking in my neighborhood years ago and it had snowed I mean it was just a light dusting of snow and the whole neighborhood was out and they were making snowballs I don't even know how they were gathering up enough snow for snowballs and everybody was laughing and talking there was something about that snow and the magic of snow that opened everybody up and connected us in a way we hadn't been connecting that same thing happens when we're hurting. We know that. You know, when we had the fires in 2017. And that saying came forth, the love is thicker than the smoke. So I want to invite you to remember and to open to that love. It's what we are. It's already here. The belonging is inherent in our being. There's nothing that can take that away. I went back in October to Washington, D.C. Actually, I was going back to Virginia, out into the country, to meet with my friends and family, a family of friends. They've been closer than my family of origin has ever been. Because my friend of over 40 years had died and I performed his funeral. This man who had dropped out of high school, he was a farmer, raised cattle, was a hunter, that never went to church, knew nothing about all the stuff that we talk about, never spoke of God. But he knew about belonging to the earth and he knew about the seasons of the earth. And he knew everybody belonged. And the thing that you kept hearing about Danny that people have always said about Danny was he never met a stranger. 
You run into Danny and ask him directions on the street, and the next thing you know, you're being invited to Sunday supper. Literally. His family expanded through that invitation that was just open for him. That's just who he was. He didn't have coverings on his precious heart. He just loved people. He didn't put them in stations of better and worse. And so I just want to invite you this morning to open your hearts. This is really the invitation of Ernest Holmes' teaching. In prayer, to open our hearts, to come back to our center, he says. To come back and align with oneness, to know the spiritual truth. As he spoke at the very end of the textbook in one of his most beautiful verses. These words that were later put to music by our past music director, Linda Webb-Kukava. Nothing can separate us. We are one. O lover of my soul and keeper of my spirit, nothing can separate us. We are We are one, oh, we are one, nothing can separate us, we are one. And opening to that oneness right now. Knowing that we live and move and have our being in that wholeness of life, that one light, that one intelligence, that one power, that one source. That which is called God, Spirit, the divine. It is right here always fully abiding. It holds all of creation. No one, nothing is ever left out outside of this oneness. It is the one stuff out of which all of creation is made. It is that one power, that one impulsion that moves and expresses through everything. Life fully present here. And so I recognize it as the very nature of who and what I am, the stuff of which I am made. It is that that has taught me and brought me to prayer. It is that that calls forth this very word for it is the life of my life. And so I know it as the truth of each and every one hearing this word. It is the truth of all of humanity. It is the truth of all of creation. We belong where we are as we are for that infinite intelligence has created us in our uniqueness and it is that that holds, supports, sustains us always. And so I simply know this as a greater opening, surrendering into that divine embrace. 
to that divine flow of life that informs us of all that is ours to know and to do. It is that that opens the ground before us as it meets us and holds us right where we are moment by moment is the breath that breathes us. We belong inherently. We are each and every one an integral part of this one. Oh, so good to come home to this truth. So good to open my heart, my mind to this that holds all life. And so I surrender in this knowing I'm so grateful, so grateful for this call home and knowing that it is known, it is all known and done by the one. I simply let this be. All nations on the earth, all life upon the planet, nothing can separate us. We are one. We are one. Oh, we are one. Nothing can separate.